Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Ken did a lot of good things. Our offensive numbers are good. Like any time you go through something the first year, I'm sure he felt at times like he was drinking out of a fire hose. You're dealing with different things. But uh, Ken is a hard worker. He's smart. And you got a guy who played the position at a very high level, you know, won national championships on a, a major college team. And that's an asset, too, knowing what, in this case, Josh is going through. And so... Ken will be very self-critical. We'll, we'll all put our heads together. Bill's GM, Brandon Bean, on Ken Dorsey. Okay, a couple thoughts on Ken Dorsey. Likely returning as the offensive coordinator. So, you know, drinking from a fire hose. Bean's talking there about a first-year play caller. He even mentions, I'd like to think I'm a better GM now than I was in my first year. Mm-hmm. And I think all those points are good and fine and fair. There is one Mm, problem or if I could make a little little note in your program here. If you're going to do it this way, it's going to be a a rotating cast of characters at offensive coordinator. We kind of know that, right? With a defensive head coach. So here are the potential scenarios for Dorsey next season. He does really well and gets a job, or he's not good enough and he leaves. And now that's two years on Uh an offensive coordinator where – if you're bringing guys in as first-time play callers and giving them a season of growth, if it went better, they'd leave. Ideally, right. you're so good, you leave right away. Second, Secondary to that is, okay, not, not exactly great, we'll let him grow, and then he leaves. If he does grow, will he leave? You know, like, Prob- eventually. Yeah. Right. It, was, it was kind of amazing that Brian Dable stayed as long as he did yeah. for a guy that called a good offense for multiple seasons and grew a quarterback, helped to grow a quarterback, and Josh Allen. Dable, we th- I thought Dable would be gone long before he was, and, you know, here we are. He like, left. It was a surprise he was their coordinator that final year. Yes. Last, in 2021. Yes, I would agree. And for Dorsey, I mean, I'm not sure if the clock is ticking on him next year. One of the things Bean did talk about is he, he said the same thing a lot of you out there and us have said about this Bills team, which is, they didn't have it down the stretch. They didn't look like the best team. Bean said it, right? Like, we, after the bye, something wasn't there. And the bye was week seven. The bye was not yeah. late in the season. No. So here you are evaluating an offensive coordinator that started gangbusters and then maybe got figured out or a little bit. Whatever happened, it dried up. The new ideas didn't produce results on the same level when they started. So you have half a season of being disappointed with how the offense looked, and you're bringing it back for year two. Okay, there's going to be growth. Does he get a full season? Is is he on and making a change at coordinator could be a move for them in October next year if things aren't going well? Like midseason? Maybe. But does it depend who else is on the staff? Depend if Joe Brady is still here. Like, would they be more willing to do something like that if he does not go to the Chargers or the Jets? Which is something that's that's interesting to think about because 
I want to say Adam Schefter, maybe Ian Rappaport, whoever first reported his uh, the Jets pursuing Joe Brady's. And, and I feel like the report about the... Um, yeah, the Joe Brady Jets report was from Ian Rappaport. Okay. Uh, and he ended it with, it's unclear if Brady would take it given how much he loves Buffalo. Yes, that's what I was looking for. And the other report about him with the Chargers kind of said something similar. Unclear if he would take it. So Brady getting this interest for these offensive coordinator jobs, does he see himself as maybe I should hang here? I mean, again, like they're, they're a team, so he's not trying to undermine Ken Dorsey. But either A, Dorsey's going to get a job because things go well, and then he's up next mm-hmm. to work with Josh Allen. This is the thing. Like, If you want to be an offensive coordinator or a quarterback's coach, what's a more attractive job, the Jets' job or the Chargers' job? You, I mean, Justin Herbert obviously is way better Chargers. than anybody that the Jets have to offer for now. Yeah. And then if it's Aaron Rodgers, well, maybe that's a good debate. So Dorsey comes back. We spent a lot of the season talking about this Bills team not trusting rookies, and if a rookie make, makes a mistake, he's got to sit for a while. You had a rookie offensive coordinator. Yeah. So I just find it interesting that the talking about growth, because they they did make this decision to go to a first-year play caller at offensive coordinator in a Super Bowl window. This is a decision they've made, and they must like him enough to stick with it, which I don't I don't have a major problem, Joe, with them keeping him on. But I would also think if they wanted to move in a different direction, it would be totally reasonable. I also... I wonder where they think, what what do they think growth is? Taking it back a little bit at how much I heard in the last couple of days, frustration that they didn't use Naheem Hines more on offense. Like, I get it. You traded for him, and he had, was it 11 touches on offense, 13 touches on offense? Both the coach and the GM brought that up. Yeah, and Bean talking about, Bean brought Hines up unprompted when asking, when there was a, a question about weapons. And, you know, do we need to get better in terms of weapons? And he went to Hines and oh, full off season, you know, more incorporated with the offense, the playbook, more familiar. And to me, if that is the criticism or if that is the nitpicking they're going to do with Dorsey this offseason is, hey, get this guy involved more. Like, come on, that cannot be the idea of where the growth needs to come from is, hey, get this guy, this get this running back more dump offs or more <laughs> screens. I just. The Hines stuff the last couple of days has really ta- taken me back. But I I don't know. I feel like second-year play caller, I, I can listen to it. I can understand why. Okay, he could he could learn things this offseason, evaluating what just happened in his first year as a play caller, and be better at it next year. And that's, again, assuming he wasn't good at it this year. I mean, I think he was fine. There's there's a lot of defenses yeah. of Dorsey out there. Was he perfect? I didn't, would not make that case, but I don't feel like it was so bad that you it's 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 absurd to think that he's going to get better next year. Get some phone calls in 8030550. Jerry and Kenmore, Jerry, what's up? You know, uh, one of the things I think that Bill fans might look at right now and it might seem a little daunting is the number of needs. You know, we're probably going to need a safety with depending on what happens with Hamlin and Poyer being gone. We're thinking wide receiver. We're thinking, you know, uh, linebacker if Edmonds leaves. We're thinking, you know, off, offensive line. But sometimes it only takes one player to change everything. You know, if you could 
and I don't know how they accomplish this, but if, but if you get a starting left tackle and you can move Deion Dawkins either to right tackle or to guard, all of a sudden everybody's slotted correctly, and one player contains the whole dynamic of the team. Like, I don't know how you do it, but what if Diggs was the number two or 2A, where you have a guy that's slightly better than Diggs or right on par with Diggs? We'd be happy with Davis at three and Shakir at four and McKenzie at five. That's an adequate wide receiver position. You don't need three. You just need one to be slotted in the right spot. I mentioned this actually to Joe, Joe and Howard off the air yesterday about targets. Yeah. And there was also, I'm going to go ahead and find this, because last night there was a good thread and a good point, I thought, from some NFL person that I'm going to have to find right now. Um, oh, Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus. If your offensive weapons aren't comparable to the final four teams left, Niners, Bengals, Eagles, Chiefs, uh-huh. you are behind. And I think the Bills are behind all those teams. You might say the Chiefs is not a great weapon set, but it's more diverse than the Bills. It's deeper, too, than yeah. the Bills. They're and num- they, they tried. Yes. Right? Like, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster. They and signed Sh- Marquez Valdez-Scanling. And guys, then traded for Kadarius. And Sonny. those guys were both cheap. The, like, the Bills could get signings like Schuster. Sure. And, that was like $8 million bucks. Oh, yeah. Like, those two guys were cheap. They have Kelsey, who is a Hall of Famer. And they run the offense through him. He gets the ball Mm -hmm. every game 20 times. Not quite. But you know what I'm saying. Um, And to that point about the the weapons and digs, the Eagles. So in game one of the season, A.J. Brown had 13 targets to Devonta Smith's three. Mm -hmm. And since then, they've been about even. They have two receivers that they target like number ones. You, You cannot simply just take out A.J. Brown for the Eagles because they've got Devonta Smith on the other side. Their number two receiver is a Heisman Trophy winner in, yeah. Phil- in Philadelphia. Yeah. And this gets to a lot of the Hill and Waddle stuff. Tyreek Hill, you know, the Bills love to try and take him out of a game. How did they play against Hill? Not bad. How did Waddle do? He got open all day against the Bills. That's in Miami. That's here. Multiple games. Right? He had, he had a deep... The deep play that split the Bills in week three, mm-hmm. he had a, de- a touchdown, a catch and run by the safeties in the second matchup. And in the third one, he dropped a couple spots where he was open down the field. Right. J- Jalen Waddell routinely got open against the Bills where they just focused on Hill and the other guy could beat you. And for the Bills, you know, we, whether we're talking about low percentage throws or we're talking too much about Davis, the Bills don't have a number two receiver that is a number one. The goal should be not to have a number two. It's kind of what Jerry says here. The goal should be find as close as you can as your second number one and have two ones. And that'll also go for, you know, as you're going to point out a lot going down the stretch, Joe, when Diggs starts to age out, his age 30, 31, 32 year, Mm -hmm. you already have somebody that you feel is really, really good as a part of your weapon set. So they need a lot. They're going to want to rebuild the offensive line. They're probably going to focus a lot on the defensive line. I'm I'm good with that. I'm going to mention wide receiver approximately 2 million times between now and the draft. That doesn't mean I want them to neglect the rest of the team. It just means that I need them to identify that this was a problem for them this year. Yeah, and also I do, this is where... I mentioned yesterday, like when Bean would get asked about the weapons and, you know, trying to be more like the Bengals when it comes to just they are overwhelming when it comes to pass catchers. And he went to talking about Jamar Chase. And I'd love to be get Jamar Chase, but I don't want to suck for, you know, a year or two and be picking fifth overall. To me, you can look at all of these teams that are left right now and look at not, not all of them because I think the Eagles are the one team where. They got 
you you can't really replicate how they did it. They got Devontae Smith, what, like 11th overall? They got him at a, a place in the first round where the Bills would have a very hard time getting to. And then they traded for A.J. Brown and gave him a monster contract. They can't, really can't do either one of those things. But look at the other three teams. The other three teams all have weapons that are significantly, to me, better than the Bills when you after the, the number one guy. Yeah. And how did they get them? The Bengals got their number two guy, T. Higgins, in the second round. 33rd overall, which for the Bills might be like their first round pick because it's only a few spots above. But a second round pick is how they got their guy. And Boyd, by the way, if you want him, he was, I think, also a second round pick way back when. The 49ers, Brandon Ayuk was 25th overall. He was a late first round pick right where the Bills are going to be drafting. The Chiefs, I I don't know which guy you'd call their number two, but it's probably Juju Smith-Schuster. Again, one year prove-it type contract, free agency, not big money. And if you want to say it's Kadarius Toney, which I'll listen to because he is dynamite when he is healthy, that was a third-round pick. Like, the Higginses of the world, the Boyds, did the, you, did you the mention, Tonys. You didn't mention Debo. I didn't mention Debo. He was a second-round pick. Second-round pick. Like, those players are attainable. But they're only attainable if you, if take you try. If you take like, them. I, I, had, I forgot who was debating with me yesterday on Twitter, one of the guys from Football Guys. Like, who did you want them to take in the second round last year? I just want them to take anybody in the second round pick. Like, you can't get lucky if you're not buying the lottery ticket. Yeah, or you just want them to take them with a first round pick. Christian Watson, or trade up. Like, the Chiefs The Chiefs traded up for their guy. And he didn't even, I mean, Sky Moore's not made a huge difference for them, but whatever. Like, But they tried. The second round, the late first and second round is actually a really sweet spot for all of the receivers in football that are that are good. DK Metcalf is there. You mentioned Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnson. Ayuk, we just mentioned. Ayuk, you mentioned. Michael Pittman. But you you actually do, when you pick late like this, and maybe that this is some sort of correlation between teams that pick late first round are good and probably have good quarterbacks, so the receivers, you know, they can kind of blossom. But first and second round, it is actually a very sweet spot to get your receiver. No, you're not going to get Larry Fitzgerald or Jamar Chase. But well, sometimes you might, as you some, mentioned, you might get A.J. Brown or right, D.K. Metcalf right. or Debo Samuel or who is the other? Uh, uh, Deontay Brown. Johnson. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I'm with you. Michael Pittman? It was, it like, was, these are all second-round picks. It was a little odd to latch on to, I'd love to have Jamar Chase. Well, you don't need Jamar Chase. You need any one of the ten guys we just mentioned yeah. would make this offense much, much tougher to play against. And, of course, an offensive line. <laughs> help at the right tackle sure. spot. To Jerry's point, he said, you know, draft a left tackle or get a number one left tackle, move Dawkins to the right side. Why not just get a right tackle? And he went, you know, it's it's interesting. Like, he went being far to defend Spencer Brown yesterday and talk about how, yeah. you know, back injury. Didn't really have an offseason. Yeah, he, he's been through a lot. Spencer Brown has, you know, comes out of. He also brought up, like, the, the social media film evaluators. And whatnot when talking about Spencer Brown. Hmm. That like it's easy to kind of look at the film and like evaluate him, but right, that's when he gave that that context. He did throw in there, which he might have done with anybody, that like he's gotta like there'll be competition. Yeah. Yeah. But right, he didn't sound like he's gonna be so quick to replace Spencer which, Brown. They didn't really do that this past offseason. We I think you know, it's a very small point of our draft coverage, but I remember asking several times, should we be talking about right tackle, or do you think they're just gonna be happy with Spencer Brown? And they were pretty much happy with Spencer Brown. They they brought in Questenberry, but they didn't bring in any sort of you know 
high commodity tackle. Right. Eight oh three oh five fifty. My my theory on Leslie Frazier. I want to see if you think it uh, if it's right when we get back. And then Paul Hamilton at seven. We'll um, get a little bit on the Sabers who have uh, back to back wins on the road after beating St. Louis last night. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.